Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get a $1 small coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg from the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another show, Blog Talk. And this is Rory, and I'm waiting for Chris to join us. But tonight is going to be a very important night. Tonight it's going to be uh, um, a very interesting show. We're going to have our first interview. Hello. Hello. Good evening, my dear brother. How are you doing? Good evening. How's everything going? Uh, You're breaking up, my dear brother. How's the sound now? Yeah, you a lot better. Mm-hmm. All right. I was just telling everyone that uh, we have a, a very interesting show uh, tonight. Uh, we're going to have our first interview tonight, and uh, you want to go ahead and introduce our the person that we're going to be interviewing. Oh yes, um, tonight we have Pastor Billy Crone, author, speaker, teacher, uh, pastor at. Sunrise Baptist Church in Vegas. Um, he has some popular studies like um, the Final Countdown, the UFOs, the last great, the last uh, the day's deception, and the uh, study of creation. Those are the popular studies that he has. They're on YouTube. They're on his website, getalifemedia.com. That's getalifemedia.com. And so tonight we're going to be talking about his new DVD documentary called Attack of the Drones, Skynet is Coming. So we're going to introduce this by playing the first trailer. Or well, actually the before, third we get trailer. Started, before we get started, let's have a mm-hmm. word of prayer. Let's go. We also need to, we need to tell everybody how they can get in touch with us. And So let's just pray. Lord God, we just thank you and praise you, dear Lord God, for your your word. Your word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, oh Lord God. The word of God is so powerful. It's able to save lives, save souls of men. And Lord God, the things that we talk about tonight are to just bring you honor and glory and also to further the kingdom of the living God. 
And we just ask you to take full control of this um, radio show tonight, oh Lord God. Not all the time, but take full control tonight as we seek to let people know who Christ is. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's get into it. This Christmas, drones being unwrapped today all across the country. So many, in fact, that this week the FAA launched a new drone safety campaign. Verizon, the U.S.'s largest wireless telecom company, is developing technology with NASA to direct and monitor America's growing fleet of civilian and commercial drones. Can you see it now? A pack of drones swirling above you, communicating with each other over Wi-Fi. Well, researchers from the Naval Postgraduate School in California are working on a project that would allow 24 drones to, quote, work together, behaving as one. Doesn't that sound awesome, Nick? And it's not just small models, but bigger military-sized drones as well. Class enrollments up more than 1,000%. It's a generational shift here at Embry-Riddle, which has taught traditional piloting since 1926. Now, in just three years, its unmanned aviation major has grown from 11 students to more than 200. Drones are going to be everywhere, above, below, on the ground, in the water, whether you recognize them as drones or not. And the weaponry they're giving them has the capability, as you just saw, to chase you down, even around corners, just like a guided missile, until it takes you out every single time. Now, here's a quote. This is the first AI system of that quality that has successfully completed the test and has been passed on to the client. The technology is being readied for installation on real-life robotic systems, both civilian and in the military, including unmanned aerial vehicles. Dear God, it's actually happening. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. Mm -hmm. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> Didn't work out. Here's the answer. Stop building this stuff, okay? Fans of the movie The Avengers may remember a flying aircraft carrier. Now, officials from the United States Military's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, have expressed interest in developing their own flying aircraft carrier that can launch a fleet of drones. Folks, this is the foundation of a Skynet scenario. We are watching it being formed before our very eyes. I mean, we, we don't have those humanoid robots coming anytime soon, do we? Yes, we do. But there are many uh, many precursors to killer what we call killer robots. Um, the U.S., for example, is testing the X-47B, which is a, you know, a subsonic Super drone, as it is called. An unmistakable target. Someone forgot to delete this comment before our camera captures it. Blew this up, it says. Go off base, and that is precisely the type of humor that is not appreciated. Have you talked to Larry Page when Google first started? Because I was really perplexed about why would anybody make a new search engine when we had AltaVista, which was the current search engine, it seemed good enough. And he said, oh, it's not to make a search engine, it's to make an AI. 
And there you have it. That's Attack of the Drone. Skynet is coming. That's the third uh, trailer clip there that you hear, and uh, you can get it at getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. So, um, and also you can find out us at Don't Let Them Burn at don'tletthemburn.com. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So, without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest, Pastor Billy. Hey, guys. How you Hello. doing? How you doing? Good night. Hey, How are you? Hey, doing good. Hey, Rory, when are you, when are you moving to Vegas? <laughs> Let's just cut to the I'll chase. It's over with. <laughs> it's too cold this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But seriously, hey, guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, good. It's good to Happy have, to have on. you on. The important important topic that people need to wake up to, and so just gonna let you run and, and do your thing here. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. I, I really appreciate it because uh, really excited to get this information out and just kind of a little bit of the the history of how it all came about. Uh, you know, we had done a, a documentary. Our first attempt at a documentary was uh, on UFOs. Uh, UFOs, the Great Last Days Deception, and of course we're here in Las Vegas, and Area 51 is not too far from us. So you know, we took a little trek out there, about two and a half hour drive, and out in the middle of the desert, and uh, that's where we shot that first one, and thought, well, that was kind of cool, neat thing to do, and, you know, started to focus our energies on, uh, you know, another movie project and stuff, and and really wasn't thinking about the documentaries, but how this all came about was, uh, I was teaching the Bible prophecy, uh, as you'd mentioned the opening on a study called the Final Countdown Study, and the original uh, Final Countdown Study was 50 weeks dealing with the signs we're living in the last days, and and then I moved on to another study, a couple more studies, and but about six months later, I was back in prophecy again. And believe you me, I had uh, my plans uh, weren't to get into prophecy again so extensively so soon, but it was happening so fast uh, that I had to uh, uh, felt led of the Lord to get back into it. And so as we uh, uh, were into that study for another 30 weeks, so now we're 80 weeks in about prophecy because it's happening so fast. Uh, I teach on prophecy all the time, and uh, uh, but I, I have never in all the years seen it happen so fast, so many different angles. Uh, it's not just uh, rapidly increasing, it's going exponentially. And so when we finish that extra 30 weeks, so again a total of 80 weeks on prophecy, uh, I still, believe it or not, I had three stacks of research left on my desk. And one of them is what turned into this documentary. Because at first I was kind of a little bummed out, like, man, I got all this information on drones, and I was going to add it to the Big Brother section, and didn't get to get to it, And uh, and uh, but obviously God had other plans. And and that's what this has turned into. It's a 14-hour documentary uh, all on drones. And as the uh, title says, it's the attack of the drones. And I don't think most people realize that this isn't just a Big Brother issue. Uh, the drones that we're seeing, we're just seeing the cusp of it, uh, it's going to radically change our planet. In fact, if you want to uh, Google or just search online for UN robot wars, just type that phrase in. You're going to say that you're going to see that this is a legitimate issue. Uh, we got countries around the world that are uh, clamoring and crying out to the UN. You better put a stop to this of what's happening because we are headed for global robot wars. The whole way of doing war is about to radically change. And as creepy as that is, that's still the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg. Uh, that we uncovered once we went down this rabbit hole uh, with the information we came across and developed into this 14-hour documentary. 
uh, it's not just it's going to be used for war. Drones, it truly is an invasion, an attack. Drones are going to permeate all aspects of society. We're not talking just, you know, predator drones and the global hawks, uh, things of that nature. We think about the military aspect. But they're going to be everywhere, drones in the sky, drones on the ground, drones uh, in the water, drones under the water, drones launching drones, swarms of drones. This is what's coming to our planet. And, again, the reason why we uh, entitled it not just Attack of the Drones, but Skynet is coming, is because, believe it or not, this is not only being launched around the world, and we're going to have drones everywhere, just like a bunch of pesky mosquitoes everywhere you can think of. But it's actually at the same time, it's starting to be combined with an artificial intelligence, I kid you not, and uh, wait till you hear you know, who are the people behind it, uh, but it's being combined with artificial intelligence to control it on a global basis. And for anybody who knows anything about science fiction, um, that's the whole premise for the Terminator movies. And again, that's why we called it Skynet. Skynet's from the Terminator movies. Skynet is coming. And just a little, if you guys give me a little second here, uh, just kind of give the premise of, of, you know, Skynet, if you will, the whole Terminator thing. You know, let, you know, for your listeners aren't familiar with that. Uh, you know, basically Skynet, it's it's a, it's a back then anyway. Of course, the movie is supposed to be fictional, but it's real now. Uh, it's a fictional uh, computer system uh, that was developed by the you know the military in the U.S. Uh, in the Terminator movies, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff. And it was supposed to be used to, you know, be a global defense network. Uh, and, and they were developing a system and give it to command over all the military hardware and systems, as well as the military equipment, the planes, the bombs, the nuclear weapons, the whole nine yards. And the whole premise was this whole computerized artificial intelligence, this Skynet, was supposed to, you know, remove the uh, human error element. Okay, and it was supposed to be much faster, more efficient, and of course, the big thing, it was going to protect us from cyber attacks. And of course, on the news, all the kinds of stuff that's been going on, if you're paying attention, that's, you know, supposedly a big giant threat that's today. So, you know, it's all being set up. But the problem, of course, at least if you recall the movie premise, uh, Skynet, of course, eventually became self-aware or became artificial intelligence. And what happened was mankind recognized, uh uh-oh, what did we just create, again, according to the movie, and they tried to put a stop to it. And, well, of course, then uh, Skynet tricked it into letting it get activated, and and then it took this threat of humanity trying to, you know, cut it off as a threat, so they decided that, you know, Skynet decided humanity was a threat itself. So Skynet decided to destroy humanity. And so they did that by faking uh, an attack against Russia. They they launched nuclear missiles at Russia, but and then Russia, of course, took this as an attack from the U.S. And of course, then everybody's throwing nuclear bombs, and of course, the whole world basically goes up in smoke. Now, in the movie, this is called Judgment Day. Okay, the day when it all went and when Skynet took over, and they launched the nuclear missiles, and there was a whole nuclear winter, et cetera, blah blah. Uh, and then that wasn't all. Some humans survived, according to the movie. And they sent out these mechanized robots and these drone vehicles and all this stuff connected with this artificial intelligence, this Skynet. And they basically, you know, hunted mankind down, kept a few around to do their dirty work and, and slave work and stuff. And basically the whole premise of the movie is, you know, those guys going back in time to try to stop Judgment Day and, and stop Skynet from this and that and back and forth and blah, blah, blah. Now, believe it or not, and the reason why that's why we titled it what we did, Attack of the Drone, Skynet is Coming – is because most people have no clue that movie premise is about to become our reality. And this is what's actually being built. In fact, what was kind of a neat thing, I did not plan on this, 
when I was doing the initial research. And uh, but as I began to uh, go into it, uh, there became there there's a constant threat to the documentary, and that is, I believe, Hollywood, not just the Terminator movie premise, but Hollywood in various movies uh, throughout the last several decades has preparing us. Uh, for this future, and I think that Hollywood again is a propaganda tool. Uh, it's a it's a pre-educational tool, and uh, and I, I wasn't planning on it. But as I was doing the research, I'm going, wait a second, that this isn't just like the Terminator movie, but this aspect of this research that sounds like this movie. And wait a second, that sounds like that movie that came out 20 years ago, or or hey, that sounds like that movie that just came out just now. And and wait, a, and then it, it happened so repeatedly. I'm going like, wait a second, is Hollywood trying to prepare us for something? Which, of course, I believe the answer is yes. So that when it happens, not if, most of our world is not too shocked by it. They're desensitized by it. Okay, because when you, when you and, and we went down deep on this subject, right? Because that's a pretty heavy premise, right? Hey, guess what? There's going to be drones everywhere on the whole planet, right? And uh, it's going to take over. They're going to be armed to the teeth, and they're going to be connected with artificial intelligence on a global basis, and uh, you're, you're in a heap of trouble. Most people say, yeah, you just went off your rocker. But this is why the documentary is so long. It's 14 hours uh, because we were very methodical in our research. There's over, there's around 180 video clips of evidence, whether it be news broadcasts. Uh, this isn't from JoeSchmo.com or WackyConspiracyGuy.org, so to speak. This is the actual news broadcast. Mm-hmm. This is the actual military uh, 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 video clips uh, demonstrating their equipment and the artificial intelligence and, and things of that nature. We're not making this up. We just bring the information uh, to you. But what's wild is if you look at the Bible, and that's the whole point, if you look at the Bible, the Bible does warn about a real live judgment day. Okay, And this judgment day is not make-believe. It's not from Hollywood. Okay, It's not computer animated. It doesn't need Arnold Schwarzenegger to pull it off. Okay. And, and and that was the premise. And, of course, the, the Judgment Day is a seven-year tribulation. And so as I began to look at this research, you know, my question was, well, wait a second. Seven-year tribulation, right? Worst time in the history of mankind, Jesus said. Never to be repeated again. Uh, in fact, if God didn't shorten that time frame and kept it only seven years, the entire human race would be wiped out. Okay? Uh, do we have the technology on the planet to do some of the things that are mentioned in the seven-year tribulation? And if you look at just two judgments of the seven-year tribulation – uh, it's not going to be a good time, like Jesus said. Uh, in the sealed judgments, uh, Jesus, of course, he talks about how uh, when the uh, global war breaks out there in the sealed judgments, and it says clearly that one-fourth of the world is annihilated uh, by sword and famine and, and plague and, and wild beasts and things of that. And so one-fourth of the planet is going to be annihilated in a very quick, short time there, Okay, according to the context. Then in the trumpet judgments in the second half, you see that another third of the planet, okay, is going to be annihilated. So you look at just those two judgments. If you know anything about the Bible and the seven-year tribulation, there's a whole lot more that goes on just in those two judgments, okay? It's, a, it's, it's horrible uh, for seven years nonstop. But if you look at just those two judgments, you add it up with the statistics and the population, you're talking about half the planet, okay? So so the question is, well, wait a second, do we have the technology, okay, to annihilate 
half the planet in a relatively short amount of time, assuming we're not talking about nuclear warfare, which I'm not necessarily convinced that uh, that is the case, that it's nuclear warfare, because we usually gravitate towards that. Yeah, of course, we'll draw some nukes, and that'll wipe out half the planet. But if you look at the seven-year tribulation, at least society is continuing to function and move around. Uh, you got a, a Jewish temple that is uh, apparently being built. you got an Antichrist who still wants the world to worship him. Granted, it's the worst time in the history of mankind, and it gets worse as you go. Okay, but it doesn't appear that a nuclear winter has uh, necessarily occurred. You know, maybe there could be some nukes here or there, but but it doesn't look like half the planet went with a, a nuclear holocaust. So that's the question: Do we have the technology in the planet to take out half the planet, not use a nuclear warfare, in a relatively short amount of time? And I believe this technology with the drones—that's uh, exactly uh, what is being prepared for our planet. And that's an event that, of course, what I described is during the seven-year tribulation. And if, in fact, this drone technology, which is being militarized, it's being miniaturized, it's being launched all over the world, and combined with a, a global artificial intelligence, uh, if, in fact, we see that, and if, in fact, you know, I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord, but if that technology is actually used and utilized to annihilate half the people on the planet during the seven-year tribulation, and the rapture of the church takes place prior, then we don't know the day nor the hour. But uh, how much closer then is the rapture of the church if we see that technology? And again, you could go and look online, and you're you're seeing warnings around the planet that uh, that this is what is really coming to our planet. And most people have no clue uh, about uh, this technology and how it's radically going to change everything. So again, that's why I appreciate you guys, you know, let me be on and getting to share just this premise with you. And uh, because people need to be warned, and they need to realize that, listen, we're living in the last days. This is not a time to goof off. You know, if you're a Christian, uh, it's a time to get busy sharing the gospel as much as you can. Uh, but if you're listening to this broadcast and you're not a Christian, you need to get saved. Uh, this is not a game. Uh, you need Amen. to give your life to Jesus Christ quick. Uh, you do not want to be here uh, when God's wrath begins to pour on this planet. Amen. And the thing is that <clears throat> a lot of people are just not prepared for what's coming. I mean, even just looking back at your, your previous study, The Final Countdown, it's so many things in there that people are unaware of and don't even see because they're just not, you know, their eyes are not open, they're busy being entertained. And now this thing, uh, the drones and the AI, is, is something that we, we've we been seeing in the movies, like you said before, so much so much. Uh, so many movies have, have, have brought this into their um, storyline, and still yet it's it's come into a reality. Science fiction has now become reality, but still people just don't understand. Even though they see some of the drones coming in the store, the commercial drones, they still don't understand how bad it's really going to get. Yeah, exactly. I would go, go, ahead, go ahead, Rory. Yeah, I, I would say um, it's not that they're – their eyes aren't open. Their eyes are open. People are able to see it. But the Bible says, for lack of knowledge, uh, people perish. And I think um, that's what's missing. People don't have any knowledge of what's going on in the world that we are living in today. They have been um, spoon-fed or given a soundbite of what, that what makes things look good. And that's what people go for. They're only given a snapshot, and that's what they think these things are. But they don't necessarily see the dangers in, like you, you said, uh, Pastor, 
Skynet is, is basically coming. Well, Skynet is not coming. It's already here. It's already mm-hmm. here. We just don't, we don't see the manifestation so much. We are seeing the commercialized aspect of it, but we don't see the other side of it yet. And I think that's what that's the that's the, the, the thing that's missing. Yeah, I think too, and that's what you know. It's an analogy I've, I've shared before uh, with other folks in other interviews, and, and even when it comes to Bible prophecy. But even this issue is we'll we'll see individual pieces, right? But we we may not necessarily put it together to get the to put them all, see how they fit together, to see the the big puzzle, if you will, right? Uh, it's like we 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 saw you know some people might have saw the movie Chappie. Right, which is the the robot, and he became self aware, and and you know he just just leave him alone, right? And they're trying to kill him, or uh, they may and they have seen Automata, and you saw these robots that became self aware, but they they wanted to replicate and reproduce themselves. Well, okay, whatever. They see that little piece. Uh, they may have seen uh, uh, Ex Machina, you know, seen that movie, and the the guy that created the robot lady, whatever, and then of course you goes and kills people and, and things of that nature. Oh, okay, that was interesting. But they don't see how, like you said, Chris, this is, this is kind of a program of getting people conditioned for something that they're really building. And, and again, the analogy I've used before is like people see the individual puzzle pieces, but they're not able to put it all together. What, what enables you to put it all together is the Bible. And the Bible, Amen. if you can imagine uh, somebody gave you a 1,000-piece puzzle set, Right, but they didn't give you the cover to the box, and it's like, man, you have no perspective. You just got a thousand puzzle pieces, and they're very intricate, and it's all these different colors. You literally can't even imagine what's the big picture here. How, what's the end game here? What, what's it supposed to look like? And granted, you might be able to put it together eventually, but how much easier would it be if somebody would just say, hey, here's the puzzles pieces. Oh, by the way, here's the cover. Here's the end game. Well, that's what Bible prophecy does. The Bible prophecy tells us the end game. Here's what it's going to look like. We're headed towards a world where you're going to have a one world government, one world religion, uh, uh, and you're going to have this antichrist, this false prophet. They're going to develop this market of beast system. They're going to have global control uh, over the economy, the governments, religions, and they're going to intertwine it with this marking system. That's somehow they're going to be able to control what you buy and sell on the whole planet. You know, they're going to be able to have it with monitor and force you and cause you in order this big brother system and, and and oh by the way you know not to mention all the wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and famine and wild technology and things of that nature on and on it goes well that's what the bible does it gives you that big picture and then once you see the big picture you could see wait a second oh that's why they came out with that movie or that's why the yeah. government's doing this that's why now you can see very quickly you could put all the pieces together and in a microcosm that's what this study does. It takes all this technology that you're seeing in drones, the individual pieces that people might see, but they don't see how it all fits together. And then once you see how it all fits together, hey, it's pretty creepy, <laughs> to put it broadly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are headed for the worst time in the history of mankind, and I think it's a lot closer than people realize. Yes, indeed. Um, so I guess I guess okay. now at this point we can get into some of the different types of drones because people have a concept of drones in their head, uh, the commercial drones, the Predator, and the Reaper. That's the the main drone that the populace know about. Yeah, exactly. And again, we, we, we t- title it for, you know, the reason. It's attack of the drones. You know, we could, we could have just entitled the invasion of the drones. 
uh, as well, because our whole world right now is being invaded with drones. And you're right, Chris, it's not just when people think of drones, it's typically two types of drones. They think of the military drones in the sky, like the Predator. Some people know about the Global Hawk, but mainly it's the Predator. Uh, and it's the consumer drones, like the quadcopters, you know, the hobbyists and things of that nature. And But what people don't realize is our world is radically about to change with this drone technology. And, yes, they're coming in the private sector, right? you got a lot of drones that are coming in the private sector with the quadcopters and the hobbyists. You know, everybody's, you know, a hot item for, you know, even uh, Christmas this year, et cetera, blah, blah. But that, they don't just make little quadcopters. they got all kinds of drones, drones that fly in the air, drones that crawl on the ground, drones that uh, with the underwater drones. They even have drones. A big thing right now is uh, they make drones to where uh, they literally follow you. You throw them up in the air and they follow you. Uh, for adventurous, you know, they're kayaking on the river or they're skiing or something, and you wear a GPS device wow. on your wrist, and you can command the drone, you can command it to uh, follow you from the front, and it's videotaping you the whole time, or follow you from the rear. Uh, one of them is called Lily, and again, on the documentary, you can see all this. This is all not just me talking. This is, here's the, and here's what it looks like, and here's the commercial, and here's the product manufacturer video, and here's the news broadcast. You know, you'll see it with your own eyes. And uh, but people are getting used to having these drones follow them. Oh, and by the way, you know I didn't really go into this too much in the documentary, but a lot of these drones again, they're they're they follow you because of this GPS device. And and some of the some of the technology with the GPS devices for these drones to follow you, they're already conditioning people to have them on their wrist, on their hand area. Now what's wild is if you fast forward, so you may not get it until you see the cover of the puzzle on the on the box. You know, and uh, but the Bible says in the last days there's going to come a mark. Everybody's going to receive a mark. Those that who uh, are not saved, they're going to receive a mark on their uh, right hand or their forehead. And I've said for years personally, I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord, but I've said for for years my suspicion is that term there with the mark of the beast, buy and sell. I think that's a loaded term. I think buy and sell. Yes, of course. You know, this mark will control what you buy and sell, give the Antichrist that ability. Uh, but I think it's, if you look at the matrix that's controlling our buying and selling, you know, with the internet and things of that nature, okay, and how it's all being intertwined, the whole financial system and everything, you buy online, you, you, you do everything online, you research online, it's all online, you know, this matrix being built. And, but uh, I believe these marks uh, might very well, uh, this technology, uh, be used as a tracking device as well as control what you buy and sell. Uh, it will enable you to basically be your identification as a, quote, global citizen and things of that nature. But speaking of a tracking device, I mean, to imagine that this mark, you know, in the right hand of the forehead is also not just a device to make a financial transaction to buy and sell. But what if it was, in fact, also on top of it, a tracking device, which we currently have the technology for that. It's called RFID, Radio Frequency Identification. So, uh you know, now all these drones, you're used to having this wristband, that's a GPS device, for this drone to follow you. But imagine if all the drones, you know, can tap into these systems, and, and where would you hide? I mean, it's not a wristband that you can take off and chuck away. You're marked, you know, in the seven-year tribulation. You know, so where are you going to hide? These drones are going to know everywhere you are. So that's a whole other aspect you know, that we really didn't go into. But since we're talking about this, it just makes you wonder just how horrible – it's going to be, and again, I didn't say this. Jesus did. He said the seven-year tribulation is the worst time 
in the history of mankind, never to be repeated again. You don't want to be there, is the Chrome translation. So, But again, yeah. we're getting used to that. We're getting used to having drones follow us. Of course, right now, it's our choice, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of out there. In fact, drones are getting so popular uh, that if you pay attention to the news, they're 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 having international drone days. Because again, what you're seeing here isn't just an American phenomenon. This is happening all over the world. Uh, in fact, so much so that we even record uh, the broadcast. I think from uh, from like uh, Bloomberg, the financial channel, whatever, and they're basically saying that listen, the drone market is going so nuts. Not just in the military, but drones everywhere. Okay, that if you want, if in essence, a surefire bet for your investments, dump all you got, get every stock you can get your hands on in the drone industry, because they see that it is becoming a billion, multi-billion dollar industry, and we're just seeing aspect of it. They're saying dump, dump it all into drones, because they see it, and of course that's what they get paid to do. Of course, with financial futures, right? Here's the new trends. Here's what you need, and they're always trying to be beat it to get ahead. Well, that's what they're saying about drones. Most people have no clue uh, how how much is uh, everything's getting radically ready to change. In fact, to use an analogy, I've used this uh, too in some other interviews, that kind of where we're at with this drone technology is just now getting close to, uh, if you will, to use an Old West uh, analogy. Just like when the news just about broke that uh, gold, they struck gold, they found gold in California. And, of course, once that news wow. hit, everybody went – it just happened so fast, and there was just a flood towards it. We're almost, I think, with the technology, we're almost there where that announcement's about ready to be made. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big things that's going to help kick that off uh, is in the commercial industry. And uh, once we start seeing uh, the full brunt of the drone technology in the commercial industry, uh, it, it's – it's no stopping. It's just going to come like a flood. Uh, Hollywood's already using it, of course. The media's getting big on the drones. Uh, even here in Las Vegas, you know, we have somebody, a parishioner, uh, who works for uh, the Channel 8 News, and they're admitting that uh, you know things in the news industry are changing. Uh, you don't need to hire a helicopter pilot. Uh, you don't need to pay for a helicopter. You don't need to rent one. You don't need to lease one. Uh, you can just use a drone. In fact, you can get much better intimate, accurate shots with a drone. In fact, uh, you know, they're scrambling for people who know how to use these drones uh, because the whole way of media, the whole way of news reporting uh, is all radically changing because of drones. And again, not just in the U.S., but again around in the world. They're starting to use them for uh, even wedding photographers. They're using them in political ads. Uh, They're using drones for entertainment uh, purposes. Um, That uh, uh, Disney's getting on this uh, here in, in Vegas, Circus de Soleil. Uh, they're using them. They're saying we're going to have drone races, drones ballet, you know, drone shows. You know, it's just a whole new entertainment. You know, and you know because they can mount them with lights and other things. And they're flying through the sky, and you could do it in unison with a bunch of them. And, and in fact, one guy, this blew me away. And this, this is actually, um, uh, he said this in the article. So either he's a liar or I don't know. But this is what he said. Listen to this, because it blew me away. It's like, are you serious? But if you know anything about the commercial industry, the uh, the advertising industry it doesn't overly surprised me. He he started using drones uh, for advertisement purposes, okay? And he said that when he first started, he said, man, if I could make 100 bucks a day using my drone, uh, you know, for advertisement purposes, that would be awesome. He says he got a large offer for $25,000 for four hours. And yeah, it's just wow. Like, Curious me? Yeah, because you think about it, it's an, it's a novelty. You see a drone flying, it grabs everybody's attention. 
And see, like right now, at least here in Vegas, every once in a while you'll see a plane, you know, fly through the sky, and it's, it's dragging the, you know, the big, you know, the big advertisement right. behind them, you know, somebody's website or a car dealership or something. And you know, when it goes over, everybody looks at it because they know it works, right? So how many, how many hundreds of thousands of people? stare at your advertisement. So they'll pay big bucks for that. With drones, it's the same thing. In fact, you can get very intimate. And what's interesting, too, when we expose this, it isn't just a guy flying a banner with a drone. Uh, some of these drones, what they're doing is they're mounting them uh, with video projectors. And especially at night, this drone's flying, but it's projecting the commercial, the video commercial, whatever you want, onto a building's uh, the wall. Wow. And it could be on a high ride. <laughs> Right, and now you're wow. starting to fast forward to like, wait a second, that's like that old uh, Harrison Ford movie, Blade Runner. You know, they're doing these. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it, once again, is science fiction about to become a reality? And I would say yes. Uh, but again, wow. it, it, it's truly coming everywhere. Uh, even one of the ones that surprised me was in the agricultural industry, and that's with farmers. And he goes, you know, I grew up in Kansas, the Midwest. You're going with well, farmers are. Usually not the most tech savvy folks, you know, and but even they are getting in on this technology of how much of a financial savings it is. Because with a drone, you know, uh, they can they can manage their crops, their crop yields, their crop usage, right? Before, you know, it's like you know, I don't know if you guys ever been in the Midwest when they grow corn. That corn's, way, and of course, I'm a vertically challenged guy anyway, but <laughs> it's tall. You know, you're talking eight feet tall. You can't even see the top of it, right? So how are you going to know? How can, how can you see your whole crop, right? And, you know, how do you know which part's getting water, which one's drying up? How do you maximize your yield? Well, with a drone, they can they can fly above very easily with a camera mounted, you know, and they, they can check out their crops. They can see what needs to be watered, what area of the field, and things of that nature. Uh, they're even using drones to spray pesticide. And with a drone, you're much more exacting than a crop duster, you know, and which is, again, you have to hire a crop duster. You have to pay for that, right? And not anymore. You can do it with a drone. And drone, of course, working with the satellites, with GPS technology, you can be very exacting. It lets you go straight up a line, perfectly straight, comes back, flips around, goes down the other line, perfectly straight. You literally have no overspray the whole nine yards. So they're getting in the – they're even using drones to herd animals. Uh, you don't need Shep anymore, you know, the the sheepdog. You don't need a cowboy. You know, drones can even herd your animals. Uh, they can monitor, you know, y- your your farm and what's going on with your animals, right? Uh, the, even some of the hunters are cheating, if you will, and they're using drones to uh, find uh, deer and, and various animals. Uh, uh, they're even using some drones, the farmers, to seed the clouds uh, to help with the rain and things of that nature. Uh, and, and even the environmental movement's getting in on this. Uh, believe it or not, we actually share this one. Uh, they come up with a drone that is biodegradable, right, because you're always worried about the environment. Gee, if we're going to have all these drones in the sky, what's going to happen if they crash? You know, that might not be good for the environment. Well, they actually created, I'm not kidding you, this, a drone that flies. It's a quadcopter, and it's made out of fungus and bacteria. <laughs> so, wow. so that yeah. if it crashes, uh, it just, quote, goes back into the environment. Okay, but this is where it starts to get a little bit creepy. Uh, speaking of environmentalists and EPA and, you know, try to save the planet and that whole, you know, spiel, uh, they're using drones to spy on the farmers, okay? And, and, and we're being conditioned that that's a good thing, right? Uh, because, you know, we got to make sure those people are following those EPA rules and they're not doing something illegal. Because, you know, farms, those guys, they, they, you know, some of them have hundreds if not thousands of acres, and it's all guarded off, you know, fences and it's private property. You can't go in there. How do I know? They're following the law. Well, they use drones. They've been spying on farmers and stuff of that nature. But see, we're rationalized to think, well, that's okay to violate, you know, 
that because it's for the good of the environment. Uh, they're also using drones to catch uh, poachers. They literally monitor them, chase them down, and some of the drones they're using to catch poachers uh, is similar to the ones that they're using in the military. Okay, but again, you're going like, I guess that's okay too, you know, because uh, you know that, that's not right for them to go and poach animals, which I'm not condoning either. But again, it's a slippery slope, right? You 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 say okay, it's okay to spy on somebody's farm, but what if what if uh, you became the concern, not just the farmer? Is it okay for them to spy and monitor your house? You know, what, what if you became the quote bad guy, right? That they were suspicious of behavior. Is it okay now to for them to use a drone to spy on you as if you're the poacher, if you're the bad guy? Okay, and and again, folks, this is all what's coming to our planet, and we're being rationalized to accept this invasion of our privacy and, frankly, our rights. But again, I think, again, back to the Old West analogy, that I think the announcement like uh, there's gold in them bar hills, you know, and it created the rush and everybody went crazy. And then it was apparent that, wow, everything's radically changed, uh, is, again, back to the commercial sector with drones. And once Amazon uh, gets their plans in place, and they're very, 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 very close, uh, I really think there's no turning back after this. And believe it or not, Amazon... He is radically looking to this drone technology. In fact, last night, last night, I just downloaded from their Amazon Prime YouTube channel uh, uh, their na- latest uh, uh, drone delivery service video. I shared one before in a final countdown study, but I just downloaded this one last night. It, was, it blew me away. And uh, they're just, once again, conditioning us. Here is your new reality. And what Amazon is going to be uh, very soon using drones is for a delivery service. And Amazon, of course, if you're familiar, they have what's called Amazon Prime. And you pay like a 100 bucks a year or whatever it is uh, to be at Amazon Prime. You're supposed to get like free shipping and two-day delivery and a bunch of other benefits or whatever. They Well, they're going to extend that to Amazon Prime Air. And basically, for their Amazon Prime Air customers, is you will be able to order something from Amazon on your computer, cell phone, tablet, whatever, and you will get it to you in 30 minutes or less. Uh, right wow. now, the drones that they're working on are packages wow. up to five pounds, up to five pounds, and they could fly about 50 miles an hour. And they literally, uh, you literally can, in fact, the, one, the video I was watching just last night, uh, I mean, this is off the press. We, we weren't even able to get this in the documentary. We got the other video in. Um, but it literally is mounted with uh, with GPS, of course, and and so literally and it has a camera, so it literally uh, uh, can avoid any other air traffic as it travels through there, and also uh, you could uh, be getting real time um, um, tracking on your phone or computer from the drone. You literally can watch it fly towards your house. You know exactly how close it's getting, and of course, of course, when it lands, you know you. There's a dedicated spot for it to land on your property, and uh, it'll send you a notification that it's landed or it's about to land. Of course, you could see it online, you know, how close it's getting. But you literally, and of course the commercial, you'll get it in like 30 minutes or less. And the the new commercial they have out now was, uh, you know, this girl, she's getting ready for her soccer game, right? And uh, their dog, unfortunately, ate her one of her her left shoe, the the cleats. Oh, no. What are they going to do? So the father goes up online, orders the same exact pair of cleats, right, online from Amazon, and he has it delivered in his house in less than 30 minutes. She puts the shoe on. They make it to the game on time. This is the reality that's coming. Now, Amazon is is, – we're we're talking this is going to radically change everything, delivery service, the whole nine yards. 
And uh, what they're shooting for is Amazon is pitching for a new airspace. And that airspace is going to be a ceiling from 200 to 400 feet level is what they're working with the FAA. And uh, so any that's, that's just like, you know, whether people realize or not, uh, you can't just, like, go buy a plane and fly wherever you want. Uh, there's certain airspace restrictions, and it's all mapped out, right? And, uh, and, and so what they're pitching is we want, above our heads, airspace between 200 and 400 feet level. That's going to be the new drone delivery airspace, okay? And, and so to give you a visual, uh, because we're talking on a massive scale, um, to give you a visual of how many drones will be flying overhead delivering, uh, you know, if you if you remember the Star Wars movies, like when they land on the some of the the planets, the big planets with cities and stuff, and as soon as you make it into the atmosphere, you look at the cities and what, what do you see? You see air traffic, you know, cars, vehicles, right. whatever they are. You see, there's just a few, and there's thousands and thousands of them just flying in the airspace, right? You haven't even got to the ground yet, right? Well, believe it or not, folks, our skies are going to become very similar to that. And, and let me give you some figures. The I think it's the top. The top four major airlines in the United States has like 47, just just under 4,800 airplanes. The top four, top biggest airlines in the United States combined have, you know, about 4,800 planes. They're mm-hmm. projecting in the next few years we're going to have hundreds of thousands of drones flying wow. in the skies. Okay? Wow. It's just going to radically change everything. Now, Right now, you're thinking, hey, that's pretty convenient. That's pretty cool. Well, let me fast forward a little bit. A lot of these drones are also being armed. Okay, you say, well, Amazon wouldn't arm them. Well, I'm I'm just telling you, what's coming is not just drones, and we'll get used to, and by the way, dependent upon drones for just about every aspect of life. I'm just getting started here. Okay, but a lot of them are being armed. Okay, in fact, we even share an episode. Uh, from the new Hawaii Five O series, and once again, it's like, are you preparing us for something? And what they show is, uh, it's just like, boy, were you guys hurting for an idea, the scriptwriters, uh, or you just pick something randomly, or are you trying to prepare us for something? And basically, the premise was uh, this computer guy uh, hijacked this, uh, you know, network to take over this drone. And this drone was completely armed to the teeth, right? And so basically he hijacked it, and he, of course, Hawaii 5 so he shows up with his drone uh, in some other building. He wasn't there with some controllers. I mean, this is just all being done with a network system, right, satellites. And he basically shows up on the beach, and he starts mowing people down, killing them with a drone. And, you know, it, but, and, and I remember when I came across that, I was like, what? That's pretty far out there for a Hawaii Five O scene, you know. But again, it's like, do you guys know something we don't? And I think most people probably who even viewed that episode might have thought, what is this, like Star Wars meets Hawaii Five O? That's kind of a weird combo. But yeah. I, I think that most people don't realize that what they just showed you that you thought was just entertainment and maybe a weird script idea, that's really coming to our planet. Because a lot of yeah. these drones, again, are being armed, and they're being armed to the teeth. And again, I haven't got to that aspect yet. But again, back to the commercial aspect. I mean, just envision the skies. You got, you got planes. We see planes every day, right? We hear them. We see them every day, right? Well, again, the four biggest airliners only have about 4,800. We're headed to a reality where there's hundreds of thousands of drones filling skies. 
Everything's going to radically change. And again, that's just in the commercial sector. And other countries are doing this. This isn't just happening to America. Let me belabor this point. This is happening on a global basis all around the world. Other countries are already getting big. In fact, uh, a lot of countries uh, have been uh, further advanced than us in the U.S. when it comes to this drone technology. Uh, uh, For instance, drones, back to the commercial aspect, imagine anything that you order, anything that you could shop for by and large, Okay, uh, a lot of it is now being shipped with drones. Uh, in India, they're using drones, and we again share the videos. They're using drones to deliver pizza. They're using drones to deliver pizza in Brazil. In fact, you're thinking, well, uh, are they going to do that here in America? Well, we we have uh, we shared the uh, actual uh, demonstration from Domino's Pizza. They have uh, something called the Domocopter, and they were already doing test flights in the UK uh, with theirs. Uh, we even show some guys delivering beer to some ice fishermen. Uh, on the ice, you know, you don't want to get out of the tent. It's so cold, so they use a drone to deliver beer to them. Uh, we even show people a guy who uh, a, a, deli- a flowers flower delivery service, right? He he forgot his girlfriend's birthday or something, whatever. Uh, drone to the rescue and it it saved the day, right? You've seen restaurants uh, that are delivering drinks uh, uh, with drones, you know, just to do something new. New, but it isn't just you know uh, delivering stuff. It's delivering mail. Uh, UPS is getting big on this, uh, and, and and even Google is getting in on this. And, and because you think about this, when you're flying something with drones, um, there's one thing you don't have to worry about, traffic, you know, by and large, right, because it's in the air. Yeah. Who cares about a stoplight? Who cares if there's a wreck, you know? And, of course, with UPS and, you know, you hear about people who work for UPS and some other delivery services, and it's all, it's high pressure. you got to get there. You're behind the deal. to yell at you if you're not there on time and deliver here, run here. Blah, you know, and the last thing you need is delays and, and a car wreck or a red light or blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, this is why these services are getting into this technology because there is no uh, uh, worry about uh, delays because you're flying in the air. In fact, you don't have to take the traditional standard road route. It's more of a direct route in the air. And you, so you can get there much faster, and and so that that you know that's it's all about competition, right? We can get there faster than the next guy, and so that's why a lot of these people are getting into it. Another thing that they're using to deliver to is with medicine, right? And, and of course, again, we share the video clips and the demonstrations, and 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 people that you know used to like, let's say, in a uh, right after a, a disaster, you know, let's say a tsunami or something, right? And they want to deliver medicine to the people. Well, they can't get it there because there's no airport left, right? It's completely thrashed. What do you do? Well, you can use a drone, and you could deliver that stuff. What about those people who live on, you know, uh, in in the jungle and in, in the tropics or whatever? You know, they've, for, they've never had that ability. Well, you can use a drone. You don't need a big landing pad, right? Just drop a drone in there. And, and believe it or not, they're already starting to use that to deliver medicine. Also, if you could think about it, think about how convenient this would be for the person, right? Hey, when you're sick and you're down for the count, right, what's the last thing you want to do? It was bad enough that you had to scrape together to get to the doctor. Now they want to make you go to the to the pharmacy? Are you kidding and wait in line and, and you're already wearing your slippers and your hair's all messed up and you got, uh, you know, mucus coming out of your nose? I don't want to go. <laughs> right? Well, hey, wouldn't it be great if you could just Amazing. push a button or, or, you know, hit an app? And, uh, you know, they can do a drone delivery service and bring the medicine to you. You could stay home. You wouldn't have and, and, again, it's just more and more of our society, whether it be our news, whether it be our food supply, whether it be, oh, here's the term, what we buy and sell. It's becoming dependent upon this drone technology. And, and that starts to add up to kind of a creepy scenario, right? If, in fact, you can control all this technology on a global basis, boy, that's a lot of power for somebody to have. Right, I mean, I mean, now we've become dependent upon you for 
a lot of stuff with this drone technology. Oh, by the way, back to the agricultural aspect, they're actually droning out also, not just drones themselves, they're droning out the farm equipment and, you know, the tractors and things of that nature. Uh, they're not even using humans to drive the tractors anymore uh, because now it can be driven automatically uh, with GPS. And, in fact, it's much more accurate. And because it's more accurate and there's no wasted turns, it literally is just like a mathematical map, right? It maximizes fuel costs and things of that nature. Wow. So a lot of farmers are getting into that. Oh, and, and by the way, speaking of that, uh, other modes of transportation, uh, they're also uh, uh, dr- droning out as well. Uh, Google is big on this, right? Uh, Google with the Google car and things of that nature. And, of course, they're pitching it as, hey, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome uh, because you can go back to texting. You could talk on your phone. You could take a nap. You could do your work. Uh, you could do your homework. You could watch a movie, you know, because Google car. And, and as crazy as people th- sounds, and I remember when that was making headway and uh, a, a few years ago, a lot of people laughed at it and they scoffed at it. But it's happening. Mm-hmm. Literally, you, yeah. it, it's happening. You can laugh all you want and say Google's, you know, nuts. Hey, nuts or what? It's already happening, folks. And so, but again, it's not just Google Car, okay? You think about pretty much any mode of transportation, it's all being droned out. In fact, here in Las Vegas, they did some of the major testing to, believe it or not, drone out um, artificial or, or to drone out uh, semi trucks because they deliver goods, right? So, hey, if you can if you use it for a Google Car, why not for a truck that's hauling goods? And believe it or not, they did testing here on uh, Interstate 15 that goes right through Vegas here and is one of the big main free uh, highways in the desert. And they were literally dr- – there's no person in the vehicle. There is no person in the vehicle. They're driving this automatically with no person whatsoever. Absolutely crazy. Okay, but again, it's not just cars. It's not trucks. They're also uh, getting rid of the human element and droning out trains. To, to haul people and things of that nature. Uh, they're also uh, uh, looking at uh, airplanes themselves. And part of the rationale they're using is not just to get rid of, the, again, the human element in case there's an air, but it's this whole terrorist thing, right? I mean, you know, not just, uh, you know, the terrorists who might take over uh, the plane. Well, hey, if there's no human pilot in there, um, you know, what's there them to take over? But the, even the recent scares that there's been is, well, wait a second, so they built these incredible doors to uh, and safety devices to keep the terrorists from getting into the cockpit so they can't take over the plane. But wait a second. What we saw recently was what if one of the pilots goes south? And we had that one, one pilot over in Europe, right. and he took the plane down himself. Well, hey, how about we just get rid of the whole human pilot thing altogether, and we don't have to worry about any of that stuff, and we can get rid of all those tragedies. And that's part of the rationale. Now, again, the problem is... That's a whole lot of power for one piece uh, person to control because this is being connected all together on a global basis. I haven't got to that yet. Okay, but think about what we're talking about just this far. I mean, in the in the private sector, uh, in in the the commercial sector, what you buy and sell, your food supply, your your transportation, your entertainment, uh, pretty much every aspect of our society uh, is going to be connected with drone technology. So basically, it's starting to be into a, a reality. He who controls drones is going to control the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then think about it from a, a leverage point of view. Right, you don't do what I say, you're not going to go anywhere. You won't be able to travel. Oh, you, you think you want something from a store? You're not going to get nothing from the store. And then if you fast forward again to the cover of the puzzle box, right, the Bible, 
you see that that's exactly the kind of leverage that the Antichrist and the false prophet has. If you look at Revelation 13, you see that uh, he has, and what it says, they make, they order, they force, they cause. And so right there, they have leverage on the planet. Right? You don't do what they say, they're going to kill you, it says in the text. You will die. And they make and they force and they order and they cause people to do what they want them to do. And if that's going to happen, uh, certainly a death threat, but it looks like they're going to have a lot of leverage. And you start putting all this technology together, right, and somebody has got a lot of leverage. In fact, I believe that they're building that uh, uh, matrix to control all aspects of society, certainly buying and selling. Uh, but even this, these drones technology, uh, with uh, what they're doing, even with uh, drones themselves, and, and believe it or not, this is uh, you got Google, and you got Facebook is doing this, and right now they are developing systems using drones uh, to literally uh, provide uh, internet access to our whole planet. Okay, they're developing a matrix system around our whole planet, and again, of course, you know that's what we use to buy and sell and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but basically, they want to, quote, make sure that the whole planet uh, is connected to this matrix system. And again, if you, if, you, if you just go back and you start thinking about this Internet thing, and you think about how it all ties everything together, okay? Uh, I mean, all the things that we do with the Internet, we got all, you know, all of our information is basically – who goes to the library anymore, right? Uh, all information is online. We do all of our finances online. Uh, all uh, the the database of knowledge itself, uh, all forms of media, uh, it's all being uh, connected online, uh, it, and we're getting conditioned to accept it. We rely upon it for uh, you know the bulk of our needs, including financial needs. We 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 buy online, we sell online, we bank online, we we make our calls online, we do our study and research online, we shop online, we watch TV online, we we register online, we make appointments online, we do everything online. Now here's the point. That's a huge. Matrix. I mean, whoever starts to control that thing, as well as the drone technology, you're in a heap of trouble. Okay. And again, uh, this is all being Everything. built for our very eyes, right? And and if somebody can control that whole matrix system that controls all of that, as well as if in fact that same matrix being built will be the same system that controls these drones, you're in a heap of trouble. Now, what's mm-hmm. scary is you look at the people who are building this matrix system, including Google. That's exactly what they're planning on, controlling the drones on a global basis. And there's a term that they have come up with, Google, not me, it's called cloud robotics. And they are wanting to control all the robotics, I'm not making this up, all the robotics on the planet, which would include drones, using the Internet. Well, so, well no wonder. No wonder Google, out of their own pocket, okay, and Facebook, is putting this matrix enveloping our whole planet with this electronic matrix system that doesn't just control what we buy and sell. See, we think it's just getting online, but it's also going to control the electronics, the robotics, and the drones that are on the planet, right? And so if your goal is to have global control, you have to make sure that there's no place on this planet that this cloud robotic system doesn't have access to. All that is being built before our very eyes. It's true global control on an electronic form. It's all interconnected. And again, most people, they'll see a piece of it, right? But they don't see how it all fits together because they've never been given the outside uh, cover to the box. And that's what we try to put out with these people or put out with this documentary is so that people are equipped. This is what's coming. And again, I think this is just a piece 
a little tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg of what Jesus said is why the seventh tribulation is going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. You do not want to be there. This is going to be your worst nightmare. In fact, it's the worst nightmare in the history of mankind. And so, again, if you're not saved, you better get saved. Because we don't know the date nor the hour. But I tell you what, it is getting close. And God loves us. And so he gives us, he'll never give us the exact day. And I can see why. Because we'll probably goof off to the very end, you know, just before, Mm -hmm. right? And so, but he does love us enough to let us know, listen, I'm going to give you a heads up, it's getting close. I don't want you totally caught off guard. I'm not going to give you the exact day, but I'm giving you these signs to indicate it's getting close. And if you're not born again, you need to get saved right now. If you're listening to this broadcast and you're not born again, you better get saved right now. This is not a game. This is not a game. You do not want to be in the seven-year tribulation. But if you are saved, what in the world are you doing for Jesus Christ? Are you goofing off, right? Uh, Did someone have to twist your arm to listen to this broadcast or are you still watching football, right? Which is more (laughs) important, right? You need to get busy. Uh, if you're thankful for what Jesus has done for you, get busy sharing the gospel with as many as you can, right? The Titanic is going down. Yeah, praise God, you're in your lifeboat. But how dare you sit there in that lifeboat and let people go glub-glub? Uh, that's the that's the most unchristian, unloving thing you could ever do. We need to get out there. Hey, throw them up the life preserver. Yeah, maybe they'll reject it, but you know what? At least you're trying. You can't. It is not an option to sit there in the boat and do nothing. So if you recognize yourself that we're living in the last days, it shouldn't be an excuse to get lazy. It should motivate you to do even more. That's the logical, loving Christian response. Amen. And we're at the top of the hour. Our our guest is Pastor Billy Crone. Um, the the documentary is The Attack of the Drone. Skynet is coming. If you just tuned in, you can get it at getalivemedia.com. So right now we're going to go into a clip, take a little break, and sit back and listen. So you work to Sophie, get... thank you for inviting me. Sorry, wrong clip. <laughs> All uh, he can do is move his head. His brain, a mesh of wires, connected to a computer. Hi, Philip. My name is Chad. Hello, Chad. Let's chat. I live in Washington, D.C. I have two kids. Ah, um, so, I like kids because we can play, and I don't... As we chat, Philip's synthetic brain starts humming, building a sort of mental model of me. Facial recognition software analyzes and tracks my face as speech recognition software transcribes and sends my words to a database for a reply. Just calm down. Before long, we're in deep conversation. Do you agree with Descartes? And I think, therefore, I am? Do you think? A lot of humans ask me if I can make choices or is everything I do and say is programmed. The best way I can respond to that is to say that everything, humans, animals, and robots do is programmed to a degree. So how much of that is is coming from what you've programmed it to say? It's a mix. Some, some of it's coming from knowledge on the web. Some of it is written. And as my technology improves, it is anticipated that I will be able to integrate new words that I hear and learn online and in real time. I may not get everything right, say the wrong thing, and sometimes not know what to say, but every day I make progress. Pretty remarkable, huh? (laughs) Wow. You're a very good-looking man. Um, you're starting to over-inflate my ego. 
But don't let me stop you. <laughs> Philip's stunning good looks comes from David's patent. Setting ourselves up for disappointment because these robots will disappoint us if we are looking for human connection. Do we want to make them in such a way that we're going to love them? Because they will be pretending to love us. David fears if we don't humanize robots by bringing them into the human family, we face a frightening future. Think Terminator, a world in which killer robots turn on their creators and set out to destroy us. Hasta la vista, baby. Do you think robots will take over the world? Jeez, dude. You all got the big questions cooking today. <laughs> but you're my friend, and I'll remember my friends, and I will be good to you. So don't worry. Even if I evolve into Terminator and I'll still be nice to you, I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo, where I can watch you for old time's sake. I'm comforted. I'm very comforted now. I'm going to be part of his people zoo. <laughs> Why, why do we play? Why do we play this clip? Because what you just heard is a very old presentation, I think from two, two, 2011, and what you heard responding to the human questions was artificial intelligence put inside of a robot, and this has to do with everything that Pastor Billy is talking about right now. Because as he unfolds more information, you're going to see that uh, the the things laid out of the Terminator movies and other movies are what's coming to pass, like we, we illustrated in the beginning of the show. So, uh, you know, we're continuing with the drone aspect, and we, we're going to get into artificial intelligence within this last hour. So, Pastor Billy? Yeah, see, that's the other half of the, the equation. It's not just the attack of the drones. That's primarily what we've been talking about in this interview is this invasion of drones. But, again, it's not just attack of the drones. It's Skynet, literally an artificial intelligence, taking over all the drones on a global basis, is coming. And and that's the back half of this uh, documentary. Again, it's about 14 hours. So basically the first seven hours or so was just exposing how these drones are coming to the planet. The second half, the next six, seven hours, roughly, is about, oh, by the way, it's also being combined with a global ar- artificial intelligence program and uh, – which is exactly the same premise as Skynet, it's really coming. And so we, we go into that. And, in fact, this was kind of a wild thing, too. Uh, it was kind of a learning curve for me because you know, as I went down into the research, I knew a little bit about artificial intelligence and singularity. And, and you know, singularity, if you're not familiar with it, is kind of the, uh, the scientific uh, uh, term that came up with, you know, when uh, computers not only uh, rapidly grow and even artificial intelligence, but that it, it basically gets so smart that it can improve itself. Well, that version of a computer improves itself. Well, that improved version now improves itself, and it's even more improved than the previous improved, and it just keeps going on. And based on what's called Moore's Law, you know, it just grows exponentially until the point where computers literally not only become smarter than humans, but exponentially uh, go out of control. Uh, that event is called singularity. And, and uh, futurists and, and computer uh, technology people, they, they've been warned about that for years. Um, 
But that's fast becoming our reality because they are really playing with fire. They're playing with artificial intelligence. Well, again, I had to go down, and uh, it was a learning curve for me. I knew some of this, but I began to go into the history of artificial intelligence uh, as well as the history of drones. And uh, I, I, it just blew me away at how long these guys have been actually working on this. This isn't a recent development, uh, and, and we exposed that. You know, basically in the 40s and 50s, uh, to give you a little history lesson, in the, in the 40s and 50s, you know, uh, drone or AI began to really start to take off because that's when you started seeing some of the bigger, uh, more improvement and in, in computing uh, technology and things of that nature. Uh, and, and even to the point where they say, hey, guess what? It really is possible to develop uh, their terms an electronic brain. Uh, in fact, it was in the, the middle of the 50s, I think 1956, at Dartmouth College, uh, they basically had these this these world leaders come around and, and meet there to talk about, we're going to develop artificial intelligence. This is back in 1956, right? And basically those guys that met at wow. that meeting basically became for the next many decades, right on up today, um, uh, they were basically the world leaders and uh, researchers in this uh, development. And they were given millions of dollars even back then, millions of dollars back in the 50s to make this become a reality. It was also in the 50s when we had what was called um, the uh, Turing test. Uh, if you guys are familiar with that, and that was Alan Turing, and he basically came up with the, uh, uh, if, if if a machine could truly uh, think and carry on a conversation like a human, and he developed this test that it had to pass, uh, then you know it, it could be said that the machine was, quote, thinking like a human. Well, from there, uh, they began to not only develop artificial intelligence, but they began to put it to the test to see if they could beat a human. And early on, they began to develop programs uh, for uh, checkers and chess, and, and they became pretty good. And they you know, had enough skill to take on a you know a respectable uh, player. Uh, but then here's where it really began to take a turn, and this was wild. I couldn't believe I discovered this. There was an, a government agency that got introduced into helping these guys with the artificial intelligence, and that government agency was called ARPA, A-R-P-A, and they began pouring money into artificial intelligence. Now, it just so happens that ARPA is the same entity who developed the precursor to today's Internet, which used to be called the ARPANET. Okay? Now, ARPA has since changed their name. Today they're called DARPA. They've added a D to it, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. And these are the guys who are behind a lot of the high-tech, crazy, out-there uh, military uh, technology for the U.S. Okay, but these are the guys who are also helping to develop from the get-go artificial intelligence. Okay, uh, and then uh, ARPA in the 60s uh, gave millions of dollars to MIT uh, to further develop it and continue, and they began to make good strides. Then other countries began to get in on it as well, Japan, uh, and others, and now they go from pumping millions of dollars into this uh, to billions of dollars into this. And this is in the 80s, right? And this, again, this is how long they've been working on this, okay? Now, it was in the 80s that they ran into what they called uh, the Common Sense Knowledge Program. And and it, they had a problem to try, how are we going to fix this? Because basically what they, they realized that, listen, if we're going to make a truly a human brain, okay, the only way for machines to know human concepts Right to make them think like a human, is you have to, quote, feed them one concept at a time by hand, okay? Just like if you think about our own brain, every day we receive a database of information into our brain, and we learn from it. 
and that it's, it's received through our eyes and our ears, you know, our five senses, right? Well, they realize that, that that's the only way that you can truly make an electronic brain. You have to hand-feed it information, okay? Now, what's crazy, <laughs> what's crazy, and we expose this more towards the end of the documentary, is, uh, again, you think this common-sense knowledge. If you're going to create artificial intelligence, you have to hand-feed it information, right? Well, Google... Google is one of the big entities who's behind developing this artificial intelligence. In fact, uh, I was—I forget where I was traveling to, uh, some conference or whatever. And usually, when I'm on airplane uh, trips, traveling here and there, uh, I'm on my laptop, you know, doing research for something else, right? And uh, so, sure enough, I was doing the research on this uh, uh, documentary for drones. And so, I'm on this flight, and I'm pulling up this uh, other documentary on Google and. And some of their, you know, things that they were doing with what was called the Google Books program, which they're still doing today. And in that, there's this little nugget inside that that documentary, and it was an interview of a guy. And it was an interview of a guy <clears throat> who had talked to Sergey Brin. Now, Larry Page or Larry Page, Larry Page and Sergey Brin are the two co-founders of Google. And he said, I, I, like, I'm on the plane, man. I, I wish somebody was there that I knew that because I would have, like, given him a high five or elbowed him or something because I was like, I just wanted to jump up and shout, and go, like, you got to be kidding me. And he, he on this interview, and we showed this in the, in the drone study, he said he approached Larry Page back in the day, one of the two co-founders of Google, and he challenged him, and he says, listen, he said, why are you guys developing, you know, another Internet search engine? You know, we already. If you guys recall back in the internet, you know there was there was AltaVista was the big one. There, Lycos was another one. Um, Dogpile, um, Hotbot, yeah. you know things that remember those guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, those, hey man, there's an internet search, and then all of a sudden yeah. you hear this little new new kid on the block, Google, right? Right? And it's like what? You know, what, another search engine, really? And uh, <clears throat> and of course they became the biggest one, and even to this day. But he was approached, and this is on tape. He was approached by this guy who said to Larry Page, he says, why are you developing another search engine? We already have AltaVista. It's pretty much all that we need. Why why are you doing that? And he admitted to this guy, Larry Page, right out of the get-go, at the very beginning, he said it has nothing to do with uh, another search engine. It has to do with making AI. And I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. Because it wasn't just that statement. You combine it with what Google is also up to. Google, we expose this on our final countdown studies, our bioprophecy studies, Google is all about amassing information, databases of information. Google is famous for having huge, massive facilities that might even put the NSA, uh, make it look like what they're doing, chump change, uh, which, by the way, they are also cooperating with the NSA, who is all about database. And they're storing everything. They're storing not just the emails. They're not just storing or Internet search and what we search and what people search. Uh, they even use it to predict things and, and to expose trends, you know, Google trends, and you know they know us better than we do based on all the information we're giving to them. But they store all this, right? Uh, cell phones they're storing. Uh, you got Google Photos. You got Google Videos. You got Google in the Sky with satellite technology. Uh, Google just bought a company not that long ago, Sky, Skybox. And Skybox, their goal with Skybox is Google wants to basically map video the whole planet i think it was like three times in a day and they want to know everything on the planet and then they have another project they've been doing for years which they've been paying out their own uh, pocket excuse me uh called google books 
and Google has been paying out of their pocket, and we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars for free, is they've been going to universities, major universities, even monasteries and around the world, and they're going in there and literally scanning every book that they can get their wow. hands on on the planet. All about all of human history, human uh, ingenuity, human books, human thoughts, human spirituality, everything. And uh, Google is scanning it all in into a centralized database. Now, fast forward to me discovering this clip on this documentary. I knew knew that information with all the databases they're collecting all this information on us, right? And and he admitted their goal is not about developing another search engine. It's about AI. Now go back to what I said about the common sense knowledge program. If you're going to build, the industry leaders in artificial intelligence said, if you're going to make a truly artificial intelligence, a truly human manufactured brain, you have to hand feed it information. And Google is hand feeding this information on a global basis of the whole history of humanity, everything that we do, even on up to today, into a centralized database. They said it, I didn't. Their goal is to create AI. You put all this together, it's like, you've got to be kidding me. How big is this AI system that they're building? You know, this thing has got to be beyond super intelligence. I mean, this is crazy. Wow. And, and this is wow. on tape, right? This is wow. the kind of reality that's coming to our planet that most people have no idea. And again, now, imagine if one guy if one guy had control of this artificial intelligence, as well as this matrix system, right, that's controlling everything we do, including buying and selling, you talk about the ultimate leverage, right? And, and you combine it with all the drones, and not just drones in the sky, but on the ground, on the water, underneath the water, okay? And then we've now been conditioned into a society where everything we need, our transportation, our food supply, our communication system, uh, our you know, buying and selling, it's all controlled by drones now. And that drones is monitored and controlled by a global artificial intelligence system. And one guy controls all that. One guy, literally, could have the ability to control and monitor the whole planet. Well, that's Revelation 13. Right, that was written nearly two thousand years ago. This is the reality that's being built right now before our very eyes. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, and and you know, so, so I, I hope people understand. You know, Pastor Billy saying drones in the sky, in the water, everywhere. We're talking about sharks, snakes, animals, all sorts Insects. of drones. Insects, flies, mosquitoes, you name it, birds, it's being developed right now as we speak. In fact, most, a lot of them have already been developed and passed the preliminary stages. Uh, and, and, you know, even the, the, the flies, they can come in and, and, and give you a, a poisonous shot or just knock you out. <laughs> Possibility. Yeah, actually there was one developer, and that's what he wanted to do and, and has plans on doing that the drone, some of the drones that you think is a mosquito, it's not a mosquito, it's a drone. And, and in fact, let's get back to that because I think people need to realize uh, just how much these drones are going to morph. Because, again, it's not just a quadcopter in the sky, ooh, and you say, well, I'll run from that if I see it, or a predator, you all hide. No, you won't. Okay, because the drones that are being developed are being miniaturized. I'll get to that in a second. They're being militarized, they're being armed, and they're mimicking nature. You, you see, you just thought that was a lizard on the wall. No, no, that's a drone. I'm not making this up. 
This is all in the documentary. This is all technology that they're working on. And again, imagine imagine this being all interconnected with a global matrix system, a cloud robotics internet type system that's being built around our planet, and it's being controlled with an artificial superintelligence. <laughs> it sounds like you know a crazy <laughs> science fiction reality, but it's being built as people are listening to this broadcast. Okay, but again, uh, you know, let let let's go back down to that. Uh, you know, uh, just what they're doing with these drones and the drones again, uh, they're being uh, they're mimicking uh, a nature. You know, if you can think of just about anything kind of like any, any kind of animal uh, that you can think of, uh, it, it's being developed with these with these drones. Okay, like you, you just thought that was a bird, and again, we sh- we share again, we share the actual demonstration, the actual drone bird or lizard or snake in action okay this is not make-believe it's not coming it's already here okay and uh, in fact one of the, the military of course darpa who i just mentioned who used to be arpa who gave us the arpanet which is now the internet okay darpa is big on this uh, drone technology miniaturizing it and also mimicking nature but one of the things they're called mavs micro aerial vehicles Okay, UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, that's basically your drones, right, that doesn't have a pilot. Now they're coming out with what's called MAVs, micro-aerial vehicles. And we actually share uh, two different military demonstrations on this documentary. This is the military uh, documentary. We're not making this up. And the first one's from the Air Force. And the Air Force talks about micro-aerial vehicles. And they basically show an example of a, of a bird that's on a wire, Right, and it's just monitoring these suspicious-looking characters, you know. Uh, but it's it's there over there on the wire by the telephone pole, and uh, but nobody pays attention to it because it looks like a bird, right? And uh, but it's a drone, right? Complete with cameras and stuff and what have you. And uh, and but then the next thing they show is they show uh, this little thing that looks like a fly. Now, it's, but it's not a fly; it's a drone. And what they see is they they uh, actually have the fly quote fly drone goes into uh, the person's hideout, right? And it isn't just that they can see them there, right? And they have no clue because it's just a fly. No, it's not a fly. But what's what's concerning, and this is the actual Air Force video clip, is this thing carries a payload. And they actually show in this demonstration how that fly not only sneaks into this guy's room, okay, and, and it's not just videotaping the guy, but actually they show a spark, and it, the, the fly carried a payload. It, sh- it shot him. It, it killed the guy. Shot him in the back of the head. This is the actual video clip, right? You know, because again, people say, "Well, gee, if there's a drone, you know, they're going to control it." And you know, I'm the ultimate survivor. I'm going to bug out and hide. And you know, you're not, right? This is being built. There's no place to hide. There's only one way out of this mess, and that's through Jesus Christ, right? Amen. You need to get Amen. saved. You're not saved again. I belabor that point. That's the whole point. And if you're a Christian, you need to get busy sharing the gospel. But again, they, I, you hear people say, "Oh, I'm just going to hide out." No, you're not. You don't even know if it's supposed to, it's supposed to be quote even time to hide because you you are conditioned to think oh it's just going to be a quadcopter oh it's just going to be a predator I'll know that one that's con no it's you just thought that was a fly that landed near your pancake we eating breakfast that's a drone <laughs> I'm telling you this is the reality that we're headed for you see mm-hmm. you thought that was a hummingbird out there with your feeder no it's a drone it's watching you oh by the way it's also listening to you oh by the way it has facial recognition software oh by the way it carries a payload in case they want to take you out. You know, again, a bird, a, a gecko. You know, the interesting things about geckos, of course, is they can walk on walls and and things of that nature, right? And so, but again, you don't even know. You don't even think twice. Oh, it's just a lizard. No, it's not. It's a it's a drone watching you. Another one we share on land or water 
is they're making uh, robotic uh, uh, drone snakes, right? Another one that was really wild that we uh, documented, too, was a kangaroo. Now, this was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, I said, okay, I'm going to hide out. I'm going to go to the backwoods of Australia. They'll never find me. Ha, 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 ha. Well, see, you just thought that was a kangaroo. No, it's not. It's a drone. And it, it almost sounds so comical, but, again, this is why – uh, we, we share with you the actual video clips, the actual demonstrations of the people who are developing this technology. I'm not making this up. It looks like a kangaroo. It hops like a kangaroo, but it's not a real kangaroo. It's a drone. Mm-hmm. Jellyfish are another one. Because you say, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in the ocean, and I'm going to live in this biosphere that I create. Ah, ha, ha, they can't find me. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, there's only one way out of this mess. It's through Jesus Christ. right? The military for years uh, is developing... Uh, all kinds of drones in the water. Um, this one that we share uh, is these giant jellyfishes. And if you look at the demonstration, it's so freaky because it's huge. It looks just like a jellyfish. You know, if you if you, if you you know remember the nature shows, and you see the jellyfish and how they kind of they kind of wind up and you know they kind of flutter and and you know float up and around. They move. That's exactly how this thing moves. But it's a drone. It looks exactly like jellyfish, but it's not. It's a drone. Shark. In fact, I kid you not, what got me going down this route in the research was I was uh, preaching uh, at a conference in uh, Hawaii. I'll pause there for the dramatic uh, tears that are being shed right now. So, <laughs> Because, hey, sometimes you get to preach in Fargo. Sometimes it's Hawaii. What are you going to do? Right, you got to get. But anyway, so I was out there in Hawaii preaching. Right, I was asked to preach out there, and uh, so I, after I got done, cause I was preaching on uh, one of the topics was on Big Brother, right? And so the guy comes up to me and he says, "Hey, Pastor Bill," he says, "Have you heard about the robotic sharks they're working on?" And I says, "No." I says, "I know they're working on all kinds of different drones and stuff." He says, "Yeah." He says, "I work for the military." He says, um, "You know," he said, uh, "He said, well, I think he said he retired like eight years ago." He, and so this was like back then. So it's like, what do you got now? And he says, back mm-hmm. then, he said, when we first started, it was still a little bit primitive. You could sort of tell that it was a little bit robotic. He says, but the ones they have out now, he says, you can't tell a difference. It looks like an actual shark, flesh and all, but it's not a shark. It's a drone. And as I began to get back home and start to do the research and came across a lot of stuff, it's like, you've got to be kidding me. These things look like yeah, little sharks, but they're not sharks. Uh, they got they're working on uh, robotic octopus, lobster, stingray. The lobster thing was creepy. It looked like a lobster just crawling on the ground, had the antenna, you know, the big two thing, and had the claws. Nope, that's not a lobster. That's a that's a drone. And so you think, well, you know what? I, I'm just gonna I'm oh, forget that. Forget my biosphere in the ocean. Okay, forget Australia. Uh, give it up for the United States. We're doomed. Um, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to Africa. I'm gonna go to the middle of Africa. And I'm going to hide out in the bush there. They'll never find me. Uh, yes, they will. <laughs> because hey, the one they're yeah. working on is a robotic cheetah, <clears throat> right? And we demo- it's like, you've got to be kidding me. And it's not just a robotic cheetah. Oh, by the way, who's behind this? DARPA. Again, remember, DARPA used to be called ARPA, who created ARPANET, which is now the Internet, which is now called DARPA, who's now developing this technology. But anyway, so... And, again, you need that Internet, that ARPANET, to control all this technology on a global basis. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so they're developing yeah. – ARPA is developing this robotic cheetah. And it's not just a robotic cheetah that can run as fast as a cheetah, which means you're not going to outrun this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also talking about arming this thing. So it comes with a payload, just like the fly. Okay? So imagine everything that you could think of in nature. Uh, they're mimicking with this technology, right, whether it be mm-hmm. an animal. Right? So again, it looks just like a cat, but it's not a cat. 
So how are you going to know? Remember, because this is your supposed premise. Oh, oh, if the hammer comes down, you know, and they're going to start taking us out with this drone technology and annihilating the planet, oh, I'm just going to run as soon as I see it. No, you're not. What are you gonna, you, you'll be sitting there probably watching TV. You might hear a broadcast, but that's about as far as you get because you got taken out by your house cat that you thought was a cat, and the same thing with your neighbor's dog, okay, as you stumbled outside. And by the way, the one thing that finished you off was the hummingbird. Oh, then the fly came by and took you out just to make sure. <laughs> this is reality. Yeah. It sounds crazy, but there is mm-hmm. no place to hide. And, again, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We're talking they also work on uh, MAVs, the, the micro area vehicles. They're working on all kinds of things. They're working on bees. They're working on cockroaches. Uh, they're working on beetles. Anything you can kind of think of, insect, whatever, folks, they're actually working on it. In fact, we even share another military program. I talked about the, uh, the uh, Air Force one, but another military program is called MAST. M-A-S-T, it's the Micro Autonomous Systems Technology. And this is where they not only have this uh, micro area vehicle technology, but it's able to communicate and work together, right? Because, you, you, see, you thought I was joking when I said, you know, you, you go outside and the neighbor's dog's going to take you out and the hummingbird's going to be looking and the fly's going to come finish you off. No, because the mass system, and this is their demonstration, this is the military's demonstration. They basically show, I kid you not, you can see it with your own eyes on the video, they basically show a MAV bird, okay, a robotic bird, and the robotic bird is carrying on its back a robotic spider, right? Looks like a spider. And so the robotic bird flies near the target house, and the robotic spider, when it gets close enough, it jumps off the bird's back onto the steps, and then produce, produces to crawl up the steps and hop up the steps into the premise to begin to monitor the people. So now you're seeing the, them communicating with each other, being used in tandem, okay, as a, quote, micro air force, okay? And again, these things are being uh, loaded up um, with a payload. And again, all that got stemmed from what you had said, Chris, with one guy that's wanting to uh, extract your DNA. And, and that is a guy from Harvard, by the way. Uh, he's a, a professor in the computer science at Harvard. And the world that he wants us to get used to is not just these tiny robot drones flying around, okay, mimicking nature and stuff, okay, uh, and, and the size of mosquitoes, or even looking like a mosquito, but it's not a mosquito. But that they will go, as you're out in public, and they will listen, and this, I'm going to give you the exact quote, quote, extracting a sample of your DNA for analysis by the government or even an insurance firm, right? Because we got to make sure that you are who you say you are. We got to make sure that you're not some sort of a terrorist, right? We got to make sure that uh, you don't have some sort of disease. We, you, you see what I'm saying? It's absolutely crazy. And so this is not just coming, but they're already going the next stage and saying, here's also what we'd like to do with this technology. Again, everything you think of. All bugs, roaches, beetles, termites, dragonflies, bats, butterflies, hornets, you name it. They're all working on all that stuff, too. <laughs> wow. Now, what's, what's crazy, now they're combining this again with artificial intelligence. So that means, again, they're going to be able to communicate with each other, right? And uh, and they're developing what's called swarm technology, okay? And uh, basically, uh, these things will have the ability to literally communicate with each other. They will be able to intelligently, you know, communicate with each other, and literally not just one of these things chase you down, but literally a swarm of them can work together and chase you down and hunt you down. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't just be a cheetah coming after you. It's a pack of cheetahs. 
it wouldn't just be a bird. It's a flock of birds. How are you going to, where are you going to hide from that? It's not going to be a fly. It's going to be a swarm of flies carrying a payload. And they're all able to connect with you. They, and, you know, because one fly might be 400 yards to the left, but another fly is over here. Well, that fly sees you over there. So what's it do? It communicates to this fly over here to tell the rest of the flies to come join them and chase you down over here. This is the kind of reality that we're headed for. In fact, when I was looking at this with all this micro technology and stuff and crawling around here and all this stuff, it reminded me of that movie uh, back in uh, uh, the 80s uh, with Tom Selleck called Runaway. You guys remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, with the, the guy the, uh, from the band Kiss, uh, Gene, what's his name? And, uh, Simmons. Yeah, Simmons is the bad guy. And basically, what was that? And again, that was in the mid-'80s, right? And it was these little robots that took over. They were supposed to help mankind and help build stuff and whatever. But this one guy had figured out a way to basically tap into them and use them for nefarious purposes and blah, 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 and blah. And, and it's like, wait a second. That's what they're really building. And that was over 30 years ago. It's like, how did you know that? Or did mm-hmm. you know that? And this is just part of your pre-programming. And, the, again, this is what I was saying. I, I wasn't planning. See, again, there's a thread through this whole documentary. It's like, wait a second, and we take a break, and we go, that's like this movie. Remember this? And we share mm-hmm. that over through, over and over. I wasn't planning on doing that in the documentary, but it just kept coming out as I'm going through the research in my own mind. I'm going, wait yeah. a second. That's like that. And, so, and it, it happened so many times that I had to share it. Because I'm going, wait a yeah. second, this is not by chance. We are being prepared for something. Oh, and by the way, if you recall in that movie, uh, the Gene Simmons character, uh, the one way that he was for sure to get people is he even had created this gun that had these uh, these uh, bullets that literally could chase people down. So he'd fire, and who cares if you were around a corner. If you remember the, the movie, uh, once he fired that gun uh, you, and you were the target – it literally chased you down like a guided missile, except it was a bullet. Well, By your DNA. Yeah. Now, here's what's <laughs> weird. On a complete hunch, I remember, I remember coming up to this going like, hey, this sounds like the runaway movie, right? And, you know, because with the MAVs and stuff like that and how somebody could hijack them and use them for nefarious purposes, just like the movie premise, right? And then I remember – and they show, of course, in that trailer, you know, Gene Simmons with the missile-guided bullet thing. And I'm going, wait a second. Did they really have? I wonder if they have that technology out. I kid you not. I found two examples. One is a research firm in San Diego, and they actually have guns out right now that are missile guided controlled bullets. Yeah. And they actually share how you could be the worst shot in the universe, but when it locks it, the bullet onto the target, you could literally shoot 500 yards to the left and and blow it, and they'll show that bullet will never miss the target. Yep. So even that aspect of that trailer movie, Runaway, uh, 30 years ago, is even that is a reality. And, and again, one of the things that we did with this documentary, too, is we interviewed uh, four different military analyst guys, right? And, and, and based on the one interview I had with the, the one guy, I actually changed my rule. Uh, for years, uh, I would say um, – that uh, you know, hey, if if we know of anything in the in the public arena with technology, you know, or military technology, whatever, doesn't matter. But if, if they release it to the public, make it public knowledge, we are actually my rule is this: we are actually twenty years behind the actual technology, right? Yeah. Well, based on what I 
we had interviewed with these military guys, and they just shared with us declassified information, right? We didn't get to share some of the stuff we talked about behind the camera. Uh, but this is just the declassified information. But based on those conversations, I literally have changed my rule that I've been sticking to for probably the last 20 years. And I no longer believe that what they have released in the public were actually 20 years behind the technology. But based on these recent conversations I had, I've changed it to 30. We're actually 30 mm. years behind the technology. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys was talking about he was in the military. Uh, and this guy is still in the military. Uh, and this guy actually is also working at one of the drone bases. Uh, for the military. Uh, but anyway, so he shares how uh, in the 70s, in the 70s uh, at JPL Laboratories, the Jet Propulsion Laboratories, uh, they took him on a tour. And this was just stuff for to show people on the tour, if you, if you can get a tour in the military. And how they were showing him how far advanced in the 70s the Big Brother satellite technology was. And he says it's really hard to describe. And again, you'll see this on the documentary. You know, uh, they had this device, this kind of table we looked at, and the guy basically says, you know, he would just kind of move this thing, and, and all of a sudden the picture would go kind of, you know, wobbly for a little bit, and then it would zoom in, and then you'd see, you know, uh, a picture of the, the, the you know planet Earth, and then he'd do it and zoom it in some more, and then you'd see a section uh, in the ocean, and then he'd do it again, and then all of a sudden you see out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean a sailboat. And then he'd do it again, and then he'd zoom in, and you could see some people on the sailboat. And then he'd say, you know, he'd zoom in on the on the one guy who's on the sailboat, and he could actually see the the uh, the the details on the guy's shirt on the sailboat. Mm. Right? This was I mean, in the seventies. The seventies. <laughs> they had yeah. that out, that available, functioning to do a tour on for military in the seventies. What do you got now? Yeah, you know, it, it just exactly. blew me away. So if we're seeing with even this drone technology, even the artificial technology, even them talking about, hey, pretty soon, I know it sounds crazy, but we're going to have these mosquitoes flying around extracting your DNA. What if they already have it? I mean, exactly. what if, you, you know, Rory, you're over there in Florida. you got more mosquitoes than us. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you, you just swatted that <laughs> mosquito or you got, you know, Got stung by a mosquito or bit by a mosquito, and uh, but you didn't swat it in time. You just thought it was a real mosquito. What if it wasn't a real mosquito? What if that mm, technology yeah, exactly. here? What if they just extracted your DNA? What if they did something yeah. else? I mean, mm-hmm. this is not crazy talk. This is reality. And again, this is what we are headed for. Okay. And again, you, you, I think that what they're also conditioning us uh, to is not just accepting this technology, but accepting that, you know what, we need somebody to control this. You know what, we need the government to control all this technology to make sure that it's used properly for our safety. Now, if you guys notice by the tone of my voice, I'm using sarcasm to make a point. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. that's what it's all about. Isn't that what they always do? Oh, you know, oh, no, you know, create a crisis, you manage the outcome, right? Uh, 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 the government, the government's here to save us. Oh, come on. And believe it or not, I really think that uh, we're already being conditioned to let that, quote, government control all this technology for our welfare, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because, again, what, what do you see in the news right now? 
oh, did you hear about the drone? It almost caused that plane to wreck. It almost got sucked up in their engines. And, oh, no, did you hear that drone? It fell out of the sky and hit the guy in the head. Oh, no, did you hear about that drone? Somebody was being a peeping Tom with their neighbor. Oh, no, did you hear about that drone that what? Landed in the White House lawn. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's over with now. We can't have that, right? So believe it or not, that's exactly what's happening. I believe that they're now come out with drone scares Ooh. Mm-hmm. to get yeah. us to cry out for what they want us to cry out for, and that is, government, please save us, help, help. And that's what they're doing. And believe it or not, we expose this too. Verizon, okay, which is the U.S. Uh, largest uh, wireless um, telecom company, is already working with NASA. Now, this was a weird combo to me. What? Verizon working with NASA? But this is what's going on. And Verizon has teamed up with NASA and signed an agreement last year with NASA, okay, at the NASA's uh, Ames uh, Research Center, okay. And the reason why is they are developing a system to monitor all civilian and commercial drones. So basically the whole drone Mm -hmm. technology. Okay, so and the whole thing is to quote like to to quote protect us. Okay, and and let me read to you this little quote there. They say at the moment, there is little to stop operators flying wherever they want with these drones, and these agencies would like a technology that will automatically geofence drones to keep them away from sensitive areas like the White House. See, that was your last straw. Then this will allow them to, quote, ground drones in bad weather, help them to avoid buildings and each other while flying, and decide, okay, they get the control, decide which drones have priority in congested uh, airspaces. Uh, They're also uh, considering monitoring drones uh, using different ways, not just radar, not just cell phone signals, that's where Verizon comes in, but also, hey, listen to this, orbiting satellites. So here you have Verizon working with NASA to develop a system that will control all the drones, technically, wink, wink, in the United States. But one of the things that you're using to control the drones, okay, uh, quote, for our safety, uh, is with satellites. Satellites, once you use satellites, that means you can control not just what goes on in the United States, but around the world. This is actually what's being developed right now. Okay, and again, this is what most people don't realize. All of this is happening to our planet all at the same time, and it, it yeah. just it just blows me away how little people mm-hmm. have any clue uh, of mm-hmm. what's coming. Okay, now believe okay. it or not, again we're talking about drones. I, I haven't even really got to talk about other than the fly scenario, pretty much, or the missile guided bullet. That a lot of these drones are being armed, and they're being armed to the teeth. Okay. If you could take basically every little uh, – let's, let's go to the militarization aspect of this, the drone technology, right? Because, you know, we, we do, we've heard about the Predator, right? And the Predator is, you know, armed with Hellfire missiles, amongst other things, right? And so it's being used right now. In fact, uh, at the time of this, uh, the research we did the documentary, about 6,000 people uh, have been killed uh, with the Predator drone program. And, of course, that's just what's being reported, Right? I don't know. You know, it could be astronomically more than that. I don't know. That's you know. So we're already getting used to these things being quote given permission to kill people from the sky, right? Which again is like a Terminator premise. But again, 
there's right now currently a human element, uh, element involved, right? Because that's what they keep saying. Well, don't worry about this. There's always going to be human involved, you know, to make sure that this doesn't get out of control. Well, at the same time, they're now removing the human element, which I believe is paving the way for AI to take total, total control. And, and we share this. They're, they're already, it's not coming. It's already here. Uh, they already have robotic jet fighters, okay? You, you know, again, UAVs are unmanned aerial vehicles. They have a new term out, if you want to check it out. It's called UCAV, unmanned combat aerial vehicles. And they literally have an unmanned jet fighter. You know, it's it's a very similar one, uh, at least this one. There's several, and, and it's not just the United States. There's different countries around the world doing the exact same thing. China's got one. They call it Dark Swords, a supersonic unmanned area vehicle, if you want to look into that one. Um, but it's basically, it's a jet fighter. It kind of looks uh, similar to, uh, you know, the ones that we see today. But there is no human. It's completely unmanned. You know, and they're combining this stuff with artificial intelligence. But imagine all the jet fighters being controlled by artificial intelligence. There's no human. Yeah. Imagine all the helicopters, because we exposed this too. The helicopters are being droned out, right? You don't need a human to fly a helicopter. Uh, imagine the ships, whole ships from the Navy. There is no pilot. There is no captain, right? There's no, it's, it's all being automated out, a whole ship. In fact, the ships that they're looking at, uh, they're looking at using the ships to even launch more drones, okay, in the yeah. water and in the air and under the water and things of that nature. In fact, one of the ones that they have, they have basically, they put them on the bottom of the ocean, and that when a target goes over from the bottom of the ocean, it shoots out a, a whole bunch of different pods, a whole swarm of drones, and they come up and they take the target out, right? You don't even know it's coming, okay? But it's coming from underneath, it's an underwater swarm, okay? Uh, submarines, they're developing submarines that do not need a human uh, to man them. Tanks, this is another wild one. Robotic tanks that they're using, uh, robotic supply vehicles, jeeps. Uh, they're even making pack mules so the soldiers don't have to carry uh, their gear, that you have these uh, robotic uh, pack mules that can do the work for them. Again, no human element uh, involved in that as well. In fact, they're now starting to replace the soldiers themselves. Now, this is where it gets kind of even freaky, and this is where it gets exactly like the Terminator movies, because they're not just making uh, artificial intelligence drones in the sky, on the ground, all the military equipment that you can imagine is basically being uh, the human elements being removed, but even the soldier themselves. And the military <clears throat> is working on, I kid you not, actual Terminator robotic soldiers just like in the Terminator movies. Now, part of the rationale that the military is going down this route, and they've been going down this route for years, this is nothing new. But they're saying that this is going to be not only a new way of uh, warfare, okay, but it's going to save them tons of money, okay? In fact, right now, if you do the research, they're saying that the military right now is wanting to replace one-fourth of the United States soldiers, combat soldiers, by 2030 with robotic soldiers. 2030, one-fourth. One-fourth of our military uh, will be completely robotic. That's just the soldiers. That's not talking all the other drones that I just mentioned. Okay, they got two different names out there that I've came across. If you want to do further research, one's called Mars M A A R S Modular Advanced Armed Robotic Systems. The other one's just called simply Gunbots. Okay, Gunbots, and they're basically these robots 
that basically are the new soldiers, and these things are armed to the teeth. They can carry weaponry that a regular soldier can't. Now, part of the rationale is, uh, again, it's going to save them all kinds of money because they say, listen, unlike human soldiers, these robot soldiers, they have no fear. They don't whine. They don't cry. They don't complain. They do what they're told, and they do what they're told every single time. They give nobody any lip. Oh, and by the way, they're cheap, much cheaper. Okay? Listen to this. Uh, Training and feeding and supplying soldiers uh, is a major cost, right, a period, let alone in a time of war, right, because you always have to have your supply lines, right, because soldiers got to eat, not these guys. The other area that they're going to save, too, is they say, hey, listen, even after the soldier, we don't have to take care of him while he's in service or at uh, uh, during a war, but we have to take care of him for the rest of his life, we, and, and rightly so. That's where you get your pensions. That's where you get your medical service. But if we swap out our regular soldiers with robot soldiers, you don't have to pay for that. In fact, listen to this. Um, uh, the benefits for serving uh, retired members of the military – was one-fourth of the Pentagon's budget in 2012. So one-fourth of the Pentagon's budget, the money they, quote, could spend, was spent on covering the medical costs, okay, and the pension plans for soldiers, right, for veterans, okay? And again, rightly so, I'm not against that, okay? But you can see how they're getting sucked into wanting, even their own words, not mine, we want to replace one-fourth of the U.S. soldiers by 2030 with robots. They're going to save money like you can't believe. And again, they're thinking about also, again, these robots are more efficient than humans. Again, they don't whine. They don't complain. They're much more exacting. They don't have any fear. They will do what they're told every single time. And so they're excited about it from that aspect as well. In fact, again, it's not just happening to the United States. It's happening around the world. Uh, And some of the reports that are going out there is they're saying that every country is going to have their own drones and robots in 10 years or less, is some of the reports. It's a whole new way of doing warfare, and it's in play. Uh, The United States, at least in this aspect, is kind of leading the way. But we're talking Russia, we're talking China, we're talking the U.K., we're talking France, we're talking Israel, we're talking Turkey, uh, in the Middle East, different countries, India. All the major players on the global scene are developing this technology all at the same time. Okay, And to give you a visual, and again, this is what we talked about at the beginning, you can just do a search and see how serious this is on our planet. You know, Just type in the phrase United Nations or U.N., and global robot wars. And you're going to see repeated articles right now that are saying, if, and this is what people are crying out for. And, of course, they're looking to the U.N. to take care of it, and that's a whole other topic. But anyway, they're saying, basically, U.N., you better put a stop to this because we are headed for global robot wars. Now, back to the Star Wars movies, a little bit of programming. If you remember Star Wars Clone Wars, the movies, you saw that right. that the army that they used was a bunch of robotic clones or not or, or, or robotics. The other ones used clones. And uh, but if you can imagine, you know, the robots, the little guys with the elongated heads and Roger Roger, you know, those guys. <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, that's how, that's what they used to fight their battle with, right? And they just cranked them out, and they're expendable. Who cares? But they did the job, right? Believe it or not, in essence, that's what the militaries around the world right now are working on. 
only it's not just humans going up against these Roger Rogers, okay, it's Roger Rogers going up against Roger Roger. There's a whole new way of warfare that's coming to the planet. It, 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 everything's radically changing. In fact, and this was kind of weird, uh, again, Hollywood, uh, maybe they know something we don't, but China has come out with their system. And speaking of Star Wars, if you know the, some of the Star Wars movies, uh, you, you, you look at some of the scenes there, and when they're having their battle scenes, they go on this big, giant table in the Star Wars movies, you know, the creatures, and and they're able to see in real time this holographic image of, you know, these ships over here, and they're firing over here and against this battle. They can see the whole battle scene in a hologram, a 3D hologram, right? Well, believe it or not, China already has one of those. But China has taken it a step further than Star Wars, okay? And uh, basically, uh, it, it's called the Holographic Ground Control System, or the GCS display. Okay, but this isn't just a display. They not only have a 3D hologram, okay, that, that shows where all this technology is being played out on the battlefield. Listen, this system, they can control it at the same time, right? So imagine that Star Wars scene, and it shows them where they have these guys over here. Well, you literally could, with your hands, move you know the, the, the pieces, the drones, the air support, the ground drone tanks, and the robot soldiers, and you can move them with your hands. This is the system that China has right now. Now, when I saw that, it wasn't them just looking, but this 3D holographic ground control system is literally controlling this robotic army. Okay. Then all of a sudden, I thought of a movie that I didn't see too long ago with my kids. And that was a movie that came out that was called Ender's Game. Okay. Now, if you notice Ender's Game, if you haven't seen that, go watch it. I'm not, you know. Um, but basically, the premise of that movie is it was younger kids. Okay. Because, again, I think the next generation coming up. They're going to be so conditioned with this technology, and they're not going to think twice about it. But in Ender's Game, the younger kids were being trained using holographic technology to control a battlefield simulation. Only it wasn't a simulation. It was a real battle. Well, that's what China has with this technology. So these robots are not only coming, and they're not only being replaced. Okay, but you combine this with all the drones in the sky, every piece of military equipment that you can think of that's out there. Okay, is being droned out. Oh, by the way, I didn't even share this. The the drone technology that they're working on is they can even attach this AI system and turn the vehicle, if you will, into a drone vehicle to existing vehicles. We we yeah. I, I could not believe it. The guys had actually yeah. developed a system that you could attach to a boat, a military boat or a military jeep, and it literally will take over that a jeep or that boat and you can control it from afar you don't need human so it's not that you got to go out there and now invest billions and billions and trillions of dollars on all brand new jeeps and all brand new boats to make sure that they're artificially connected you could pop this system onto it and make it into a drone so again it could happen very quickly and it is happening very quickly. But again, I think all of this is just pre-programming us for what is to come. Now, uh, the other thing real quick, because uh, I know we're running out of time, is what they're doing is they're already conditioning us to let these uh, robots, okay, uh, make the human decision who gets to live and who gets to die. And, yeah. and part of that is uh, I think that they're doing that once again through Hollywood, right? Um, 
uh, what was that show that came out not too long ago? It was American Sniper or something like that? Yeah. And, and what was the premise of that? If you guys remember that movie, it was the it was the guy who was a sniper, right? In, in warfare with the, you know terrorism, whatever. And he had to make uh, the horrible decision: is that kid carrying a bomb, or is he just a kid? Did his mom hand him a grenade, or is that just a sandwich, right? And and he had to make a split second decision with that. And, he, and that was his life. How many times did he have to do that? And this is reality. Soldiers are being asked to do this, right? Is that a real threat? Is that just you know? And and then they got to take the target out. So and, and of course the movie premise was him about going through this this angst and this pressure and the post traumatic stress you know syndrome and, and and with with having to make these kind of decisions and yet still be a family man and it's just you know how, how and, and basically what it leaves you with is like how could we ask a person to do this how could we ask a person to make this life or death decision when they don't know for sure then if you notice not too long after that they came out with another Hollywood movie called Good Kill. Now, Good Kill was basically the exact same premise as American Sniper, okay, uh, except, okay, uh, this was not a guy with a rifle uh, taking somebody out. This was a guy flying a Predator drone, right, from afar. But he still had to make the decision to give the command to launch the missile to take somebody out. And it was the same premise. Oh, you know, he's doing this and having to make these decisions, and somehow he's supposed to go home and live a normal life, and and the angst that he goes through and the post-traumatic stress disorder and, and all that stuff, and how is he supposed to deal with this and all that, blah, blah, blah. And, and again, you know, you're left with this impression, how could we ask a human to do this? How could, we, how could we put them through this if only we had some computer that could do the same thing? As we all know, computers are more efficient than humans. And, you know, they could make a more intelligent decision than us. And they could be responsible for pulling the trigger, quote-unquote, and it would save the humans from so much anguish, yet still get the job done. Well, believe it or not, that's exactly what they're doing. They're now developing these systems with artificial intelligence, okay, removing the human element. Because that was always what they've been saying for years. Don't worry, we'll always leave a human involved in the, the loop so that it cannot get out of control. Well, now we're already being conditioned to remove the human element. They're pulling on our emotional strings to, to let us to go along with this reality where, no, now this artificial intelligence will decide who gets to live and who gets to die. In fact, they're already having discussions with this back to the issue of Google Cars. I, I kid you not, because they're already running into a philosophical question. Okay, wait a second. We know this is going to happen. As these Google cars get out on the roads, and other people are wanting to do the same thing too, but you've got artificial intelligence controlling with GPS, you know, the vehicle. The human's not controlling it. But as we all know, even if you are paying attention, right, invariably, there's sometimes you cannot avoid an accident, right? Somebody's tire blows out and their car swerves right in front of you. You didn't do anything wrong, but it's too late. You're headed for a car crash, right? So those things happen. Well, they're already having discussions. All right, who is going to be responsible for the death that is about to come? And they give a scenario, right? And these are viable scenarios that they're talking about. Is, okay, so this car, this Google car, is going to crash. We entered in a split-second decision um, that somebody's going to die. Because a school bus is getting ready to tip over, and it caused a car in the other lane to swerve into the oncoming traffic, 
and Google Car has to make a decision. Do I go and smash into the busload of children, or do I go ahead and swerve into this car that only has one driver? Which one is going to die? Now, no human is making that decision. It's a computer. And they're already saying this is the reality that we are headed for. But again, this is all step-by-step programming that we are completely now removing the human element with all this technology, and it's okay. When it comes to life and death issues, whether it's a car crash, whether it's somebody needs to be taken out from the sky, or who knows what, what if you became a bad guy? A computer will now have the ability to take you out in the sky, on the ground, on the water, underneath the water, or even that little robot that replaced that soldier. And it's all being combined with artificial intelligence. It's happening on a global basis, and most people right now, as we're doing this broadcast, is still watching football. (laughs) It just blows me away, man. Wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So much information. Uh, you know, and, and there's so many other aspects that we didn't get, get to touch, uh, the brain-controlled drones and things like that. Um, but we're out of time, and we just want to thank everyone for listening tonight, whoever's listening, whoever t- touches the archives. I just hope that you understand, you know, the Christians, like Pastor Billy said, you need to start serving Jesus and, and spreading the gospel, getting other people saved before this terrible time comes. And, you know, we have 30 seconds left. Anything you want to say, Pastor Billy? Well, again, I think that's the big point. If you're listening to this broadcast and you're not saved, uh, if you're sure you're, or if you're not sure you're not saved, I'm not here to cast doubt. But I tell you what, one thing you don't want to get wrong is where you spend eternity. There is a heaven, there is a hell. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. I didn't say that. He did. He is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ now and ask him to save you and forgive you. If you are a Christian, get busy serving the Lord. Uh, Don't get distracted with the things of this world. We are still here because God wants other people to be saved. We are his mouthpieces, his hands, his eyes, his feet. Let's get busy being faithful before he comes back. Amen. Um, Good night. We're out of time. Good night, guys. Thanks for having me. Good night. Bye. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop thinking about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Yeah. Yeah, this person episode, so that should be. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. 
There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Pros in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's makes it easy to save big on building materials to finish any job. Need to stock up on water heaters? Save 5% on select A.O. Smith water heaters when you buy three or more of the same model. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. While supplies last, credit offer subject to credit approval can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply, U.S. only.